Well, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me. This is Ross Jones, your business coach, with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bites, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss, and we share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome, and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing with you a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. We can all be guilty of putting labels on people and not bother to be curious to find out more about the individual. Today I'm speaking with Lisa Megginson. She's a former area manager for a medical research company, a farmer's wife and a business owner and a lover of horses. But she knows the importance of being your own person rather than adopting the persona of the label. Please enjoy our conversation as we talk about everything from diversifying a farm, hiring out posh toilets, hitting sales targets, dressage, Yorkshire walls, and enjoying a glass of wine. So, hi, Lisa. Thank you very much for joining me today. This is Lisa Megginson from The Convenience Company. Hi, Ros. Nice to meet you. So tell me a bit about The Convenience Company, because my understanding is that you're a farmer's wife working with JD Megginson and Son, part of the farm there. Tell me more about how that fits in with with the farmer's wife. Yeah, I suppose we... We bought the convenience company. I think we're now into our 15th season. And the convenience company hires out luxury mobile toilet hire, toilets for weddings, um, private events, corporate events, race days. And then we've also developed that into a more basic style trailer for like country fates, tractor festivals. And then now we've progressed further into generator hire and refrigerated trailers. People talk about farms being um, being hard hit by events, by Brexit, by all sorts of things. So, and increasing diversification is how did the convenience company come about in terms of the farm? Initially, it was done as a small diversification. We only had three trailers, and then through what was the, what was the idea? Who who had that? Idea? It was it was really it was my husband who had the idea initially. And it was really that looking at the seasons of how it would work would fit in with the seasons within the farm. So generally, you because we have arable and potatoes, so the busy times of the farm on up on the world land is sort of late August, September, October, and then planting time is sort of March, April, May. Whereas the convenience company early on and still can be very peak. June, July, early August, and then isn't as busy through the winter. So whereas now, through development of the convenience company, the convenience company now is a massive business on its own, or not massive, but a good business on its own, that runs very much runs from beginning of April through to the end of October. And then we have some smaller events that run through the winter. And before you um, joined the convenience company, you were working across the country what were you doing and how did you come to join the convenience company so initially when I left university I'd done a degree in business management and from that I went into the medical research industry and became an area sales manager for a company that covered sort of quite a large part of north of England right down to Oxford and Cambridge in the southern parts and then through when I met Mark, who is now my husband, but I suppose in the early days, we'd sort of 
met and had been going out for a few years. And then I moved up here to the farm and I don't know, we were just chatting and things like that. And it was quite a stressful job was the medical research industry. And we sort of looked at other ways of how I could work without having to be out on the road because I was away for two or three days a week and things like that. So, and at that stage as well, his mum was doing the admin side of the convenience company and wasn't that confident or she wasn't that confident about running it. So I sort of took it on and we've grown it from there, really. Fabulous. So you basically gave up your career to start a company, just like so many other people, so many other women I've spoken to do. What particular qualities that you had in your, because you, I know you were very successful in your in your sales and you're the only person who hit their targets, if I remember you telling me. Yeah, just on, before the my final year, I was the only area manager of that company to have hit their targets and get their annual bonus. So it was quite a, from being in a very male-dominated industry and company, it was quite a nice feeling to be leaving on a high note. Um, so, yeah, it, it was quite a good feeling. So, Well done. And what qualities have you taken from that? Or have you just left it all completely behind? Or, or are there some things that from your career in sales that you actually bring now to the business? I suppose it's the organisation and... Um, sort of the you know you want you want the company to do well and when it's your own it is you have more thoughts and and sometimes I'm quite a bit of a control freak so I, I, it's very difficult to hand some of those responsibilities over so probably that comes you know even with personal things or whatever if you can be a bit it's a bit OCD or things like that you can so you end up being more organised and things like that. So I think that's probably one of the things we've sort of brought through. And I suppose on the account side, I've always done, you know, I've always had targets to hit. So I've known about figures and things like that, you know, about budgets and and things like that. So I suppose that's helped in developing the convenience company. And what is it about, so the convenience company, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? It's, you know, everybody needs a loo and uh, so many events going on in, in Yorkshire and and, uh, and wider, of course. But what a fantastic idea. But what's the competition like with that? Um, we have a few competitors sort of around this area. Within Yorkshire, there's sort of one in Selby, one over near South Cave and one out to sort of Ransburton Way. But We've spent a lot of time, especially in the early days, building up a lot of relationships with customers who, even private customers who have come back for repeat business or they've referred us. Oh, we spend a lot of time developing relationships with marquee companies, one we've been dealing with for well over 13 years now. And it's really about building that relationship so they don't want to go anywhere else, even if somebody is offering it at a lesser price. It's just having that relationship with that customer that they don't want to go anywhere else. And often a customer will ring me and, you know, you'll remember them or something reminds you about their event that they had before. And they'll just go on, yes, and just when they come, you can just put it in the same place as last time. And, 
you sort of think, Craigie, your event was five or six years ago, but somehow we can remember them or something it, something triggers it. Or and, and I think that's what people like. And I think with having the farm side as well, people sort of, I suppose, know Mark's grandma from in her days of writing and grandparents and things. And the farming community, I suppose, you do end up, there is a, not a natural bond, but a a common ground of where you can chat to people very easily and you can chat to them about their event and our experience over the years of recommending other people that we've used and had a good experience with and and things. So we can, hopefully that's quite a, a good advantage that we have over our competitors who haven't been around quite as long. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had to, so as a business coach, I often find that people think that they have to compete on price. But actually, price is only apparently 10% of the reasons why people will buy from you. The number one reason why people will buy from you is because they like you and you give good service. So when people say to me it's price, I'm thinking, well, people in this country anyway don't normally say, I don't like you, therefore I'm not going to buy from you. So people just assume it's price, but it's it's not actually mostly. So what is it about the convenience company then? Why do people like the convenience company? Or why do they why do they like your service? What makes you special? I think a little bit is we don't mind getting mucked in and helping and things like that. And we will we are as flexible as we can be on deliveries and collections and things like that. So we try and fit in with people, especially with a wedding, because as much as we could have ten weddings going on for that weekend, but to that couple their wedding is the only one that matters. So we know brides have dresses to collect, suits to collect, their hair to be done. They've got pre-wedding rehearsals to do. Sometimes they have a dinner before. So we try and be as flexible as we can be in respects of delivering because we do need somebody there to show us where the units to go and things like that. So I think our flexibility with people is one thing. And also in respects of the stately homes that we deal with, they know that the job just gets done. They're booked in the diary every year. They send me the dates and they know that we will be there when we're going to be there. Their event, they don't have to worry about that side of the job. You know, they've enough on their plate running the event. If we just take Newby Hall, for instance, they hold the great big tractor fest every year, which is growing and growing and growing. And where they're, you know, sort of Friday night, all day, Saturday and Sunday. And that's a big event, you know, sort of locally up near Ripon. Stuart, who manages Newby Hall, just knows we go in, we get on, and he doesn't have to worry about it. That's what people want, isn't it? It's just about reliability as well. What about a home, though? So um, Mark, your husband, is the farmer, and you're the farm's wife (laughs) with your own business. But... Presumably there's an overload, you work together sometimes. Yeah. How does that how does that work? You live together, you work together, how does that how does that work? It can be quite stressful and it certainly isn't for everybody. Um but you make it work and you have to be very careful that your lives don't just become about work. We've got great friend network and things like that. We go out and have fun or we go on holiday when we can, depending on what time of year it is. But we also know that at certain times of year, we just get 
knuckle down and get mucked in and get on with it. And if that means seven days a week, which often in the farming life it can do, and even in the convenience company, and I think that's what possibly coming from the farming side gives you the work ethic for the convenience company because it's not a five-day-a-week job. It's not a nine-to-five job. You do have events where you're needed on weekends and things like that. So it is where the in the summer we just get knuckled down and get mucked in. And that's maybe another reason why people like the convenience company because they'll often see Mark and I out doing things. It's not – we don't just have a great big team of staff who just go out and do the job. They see – a family that's mucking in and helping and aren't there, aren't afraid of getting their hands dirty, which I think that is a bit the farming ethic mm. as well. Mm. So that's probably where the farming side comes in and, and it does work well together. We do have, don't wrong, it can be stressful, um, but yeah, it can also be a lot of fun. I mean, we'll just generally laugh about people and things like that. I'm but sure. Or, you know, and things, some, some things you probably won't ever repeat to people, but we can have a giggle about it together and, and stuff like that. But, yeah. It's... Tell me a funny story about the convenience company because they must, you must see some amazing things. And I think one of the funniest things happened the other weekend when we got a phone call on the Saturday night and it was actually at a friend's brother's daughter's wedding and the phone rang and... We thought it would be Nigel having a laugh with us, saying something was wrong or something like that. And he said, oh, he said, the taps aren't working. So we said, all right, okay. Is there any lights on? No, there's no lights on. Right, well, could you just get the plug and trace it back? Then we said, a generator's going into it. Yeah, a generator's going. So he basically followed the cable back to where it was plugged in. And this is where sometimes people's brains just don't figure Somebody had unplugged the toilets to put their phone on charge. <laughs> so you sort of think, at what point does anybody think their phone is much more important than a toilet unit that's servicing 150 people? Um, but yeah, that's probably one of the uh, easiest stories yeah. to sort of tell. And uh, we're talking about stress and, and 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 working seven days a week and at times, Lisa. How do you look after yourself, relax, chill out? What do you do? A uh, glass of wine. Mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate. I suppose that's another advantage of being a farmer's wife. I have my horses at home. So often I tend to get them ridden first thing in the morning before going in the office. Um, and that's just sort of my time. I can leave my phone on the fence or something like that and not worry about it. I can just have a couple of hours of just chill out my time and do that. So I go competing. Um, I do quite high level dressage. I've just got a young horse coming through. It adds another area of just not being so focused on having to work. You left your sales job behind, really well-paid, high-powered job you had there. What's the biggest advantage that you have now? What's the best thing now in your life or your business um, that's taken the place of that? Um, I don't have to get on the road every morning. I walk out our back door. I'm in the office within two minutes. You know, we live in a gorgeous part of the country on the walls. Um, I don't think there's many other places around the country that beats the Yorkshire walls, really. Yeah. You know, we're very lucky. We have 
few bouncy dogs. We'd go for a walk in the morning, you know, and it just sets while somebody else is sat in traffic, you know, I go for a walk for half an hour while somebody else is sat in traffic. And that to me just, I don't know. Yeah. I might not be earning what I was earning, but what we earn is for us, we can develop the company. We can do relatively what we want. We know we're not just sat in the rat race even just trying to get to York in the morning is yeah. a nightmare. It's... Well done. And, uh, and I can vouch for that because my drive over here to see you this afternoon was just beautiful. And I even had to stop to take a photograph. So, <laughs> so <people> do. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, so, Lisa, one piece of advice, if I was to ask you your number one piece of advice of somebody, um, dirty a farmer, but has a really high-powered job, what's the number one piece of advice that you would give to them if they're just thinking, do I become a farmer's wife full-time? You still need your own thing. When they're working on the farm and things like that till all hours, you can, you know, and I've had friends who have said to me, oh, are you not lonely? And I'm thinking, gosh, peace and quiet, five minutes peace and quiet would be lovely. But have your own have your own thing and be still and still be your own person. And that's what will define you, is you being your own person and having your own personality. But don't be afraid of hard work. Sound advice indeed. So if people want to find out more about the convenience company, Lisa, where do they do? Where do they go? You can find us on Facebook at Posh Lose For You, or you can search for us online, which is the convenience company north.co.uk. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for speaking with me this afternoon, Lisa. Thank you so much. That's great. Thank you. In our conversation, Lisa spoke about the importance of customer retention as a means of business growth. Sometimes we can be so driven to get new leads to turn into new customers that we forget that it's maybe five or six times easier and cheaper just to get customers to buy from us again. Lisa told me that her customers often come back to her just because of the way she handles something that went wrong. I have almost 400 profit-boosting strategies in my toolkit. They won't be applicable to every business, but those that focus on increasing the number of transactions a customer makes are always the easiest and the cheapest. If we look after our existing customers, they won't be concerned with finding a cheaper deal. This means really understanding your customers' goals getting to know your customers, asking great questions and going the extra mile to deliver the right solution that matches their goals. One idea is what we call critical non-essentials. This is things like remembering when your customer's birthday is or even their name or the fact that they've got four kids, what they do for a job or, as Lisa mentioned, where they like their high lose positioned on the lawns of their estate. Building great relationships with your customers is such an important part of building your business, but it's so often the thing that businesses ignore. So how often have you been into a cafe or restaurant and the food is rubbish and you've complained and they just roll their eyes at you and you're never going to go there again? But what if they'd spent £100 on an advert to get you to go there in the first place? And you're never going to go there again and you're going to rubbish the place to all the people you know. That's money just wasted. So when you invest money in marketing to get your customers to come to you in the first place, 
Why not make it so that they come back to you again and again and again to maximise the investment that you made in your marketing? Customer service is one of the biggest issues and challenges that my business owners tell me they face. When you've got disengaged employees who don't understand and don't care about your business, they're not going to be interested in keeping your customers happy so that they come back to you again. So this is a whole area that is so important to building a business. It can be the number one reason why your business fails. So if I can help at all with this or anything else in your business, then please just get in touch. Thanks again for listening. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Buy It Show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with Bold Business Bites. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening. 